0: to another episode of Wrong Opinions Only with your host Justin and Kayla, and we are back for a good old movie review, Kayla.
1: Oh yes, and we, I think, had an interesting one that when I created the theme, I thought there was a rich world, and then when it came to actually picking a film, I found out that the world was not as rich, and it was dated, yes. which I think kind of goes into some of our general discussion is, when do you enjoy enjoy dance movies, which is our theme this week? You enjoy them?
0: Well, I enjoy the part that it kind of turns into a sports movie, most of these, right? Where there's the big like competition. Yeah. Underdog (laughs) figures it out, they go into a competition and they triumph. You know, that kind of feeling gives me sports movie vibes, which I really like.
1: Interesting. Okay. Yeah.
0: So that's kind of what ties me into them. What about you?
1: I love them. And I don't, this is like an area of film where I don't usually need it to have substance in that (laughs) I am a huge fan of the step up films. And yes, I said films beyond the first one because that's generally where people drop off. They are wild in plot, but like amuse me, you know?
0: They're entertaining. They're
1: entertaining. Like they're just a fun, feel good, laugh movie. Um,
0: The opposite of the movie you gave me for this review, but.
1: That's true, that's true. <laughs> I, I can't even say anything i I don't know how you felt about this film. You may have given a, me an Instagram taste, but I didn't. I struggled with what I enjoy dance movies being what you enjoy enjoying dance movies, and what you haven't seen yet. and I think that true, is really true. where I struggled in like trying to find this. Um
0: I thought you were gonna give me a magic mic, honestly, so.
1: I thought about it, but I don't know. I, I haven't seen it in so long since it came out, you know. Uh, maybe XL. Uh, do you think there's a decline in dance films? I noticed this, like, looking at recent dance films, and there really aren't
0: any. Well, there's a decline in all films that aren't superheroes. So true, true. that's the general theme. I haven't... I feel like the 90s, like the late 90s, <laughs> early 2000s, yeah. was the heyday for, like, yes. a good dance yes. movie. You had to bring it on. You had to step ups. You yep. had... I think the Magic Mics were probably a little later than yeah, that, yeah. but you had all of these competition type. Uh, and high Magic Mike college. wasn't
1: Magic Mike wasn't for the dancing.
0: Fair, okay. <laughs> it was I've for never the seen men that.
1: who were dancing. <laughs> yeah, I I was stunned at looking at the dates of some of the films that I was kind of going through. Like, oh yeah, they don't really make a ton of dance films, you know. I I don't know whether like the story of it has changed. Because, um, like you said, a lot of times it's a competition base. Like, they're trying to get to this competition. I mean, that's the majority of the step-up films. Um, and then you have some that are, like, a coming-of-age tale that's, like, someone who always wants to be a dancer and then become, you know, fulfills their dream or doesn't fulfill their dream. I, I, I'm still interested in those stories, but I don't think they're always well done, is what I'd say. And that's
0: the thing. You need to have, like, this fine line of entertainment, good storytelling. And if you have something... Like the movies we gave each other anyway, there's like one or two leads. And if you don't have somebody who can really lead it and make it interesting to, you know, be in ballet or dance, it falls off a clip if if you have no interest in that main character.
1: Yes. Another thing that we'll probably go into in our show descriptions is that dance movies don't really always hold up. Because dance, (laughs) the dancing is very much of an era. And those don't always, those definitely don't, forget, don't always. They never translate years decades later and so that's also hard for a film who is trying to become you know generational and like doesn't matter where you watch it
0: yeah it's kind of like comedies right yeah. where comedies in the time you're laughing your ass off 15 years later you're like oh uh-uh, yeah that wasn't doesn't okay. hit the same
1: yep. um let's go right into the movies that we gave each other so you assigned me save the last dance i know it, i have not seen it i don't know
0: how you haven't it's been on tv like every day for 20 years
1: Never, I don't know what it is. Never saw. I remember my parents getting it though from Blockbuster. Like somehow <laughs> I have that memory, and I like didn't watch it with them. It is available on Netflix, but it is leaving at the end of the month on your birthday. So oh, I really? found that out. Yeah. Glad we it got has it a, out then. It had the little warning label like this is leaving. Um, and then I assigned you. It's sometimes called Dancer, more known as Billy Elliot. Because what? Well, you might go into why yeah. they had the two names. Um, but it's available to rent on Stars. So if you have a stars account, which I accidentally have because I was just, I wanted to watch this movie <laughs> and it was on Stars, so I thought I was getting weak and I accidentally got six months, so. Oh,
0: well, thank you for giving me your login so I didn't have to pay for this <laughs>
1: And movie. Stars is not a rich world, just saying. <laughs> There's not a lot of thing on Stars, so I took an L on that one. <laughs> Little swirly moment for me. Let's talk about why we assigned the film to each other. So you start.
0: Yeah, I assigned you Save the Last Dance because when you said dance movie, it was honestly the first one besides like Step Up that jumped mm-hmm. to my mind. I assumed you would have seen it because everybody has. It's a movie.
1: <laughs> Don't you say that sentence a lot? <laughs> I really
0: do. And it's a movie I watched with my mom. Like a lot of memories of watching oh, it with my great. mom, just like on TBS yeah. or TNT or whatever it was on. It's got a couple really good actors early on mm-hmm. in their careers. And it ties it, it has a bit of a storyline that. Is it's kind of overdone a little uh-huh. bit for that time period, but I thought it would be kind of an interesting dynamic. It's it's the suburban white girl who goes to you know the rough t- part of town in Chicago, yeah. right? But I thought it was very well done, but there are things to nitpick about uh-huh. it. And I rewatched <laughs> it too, so oh, did good, I'm intrigued good. to see how uh, how our, our notes align.
1: I think the nostalgia of the film would have been different if I had seen it in 2001 when it came out yeah. versus watching it now. So I will say that I think I would have maybe had a certain fondness for it just because, like, when it came out, it fit the time.
0: Yeah. You know? I love watching the uh, – because both these movies – you assigned me a movie from 2000, right? And this Yeah, they're pretty close to each other. And watching the trailers, I love where you get the voice, <laughs> and now you are in. So, like and you're just, Yes. It's the most stereotypical late 90s, early 2000s trailers across the board. It
1: was a special era for sure. So I gave you Dancer Billy Elliot because, one – I struggled to find him one yep. like the big ones you've seen, and then the sequel. There's a lot of sequels to a lot of films, and I was like, I could give you say Step Up Two, which is a movie that I love, that is just terrible. Um, but I was like, he's gonna hate it. And I saw, so I actually had to watch Billy Elliot for the first time just to see if like it was okay, and it was okay. Um, you
0: watched it for the first time after you assigned it to me.
1: Yes. No, wow. I watched it then I assigned it to oh, okay. You. Yeah, okay. yeah. I was like, okay, let me see what this is about. Knowing that like it's a huge musical, so I was like, okay, clearly like the story is popular. Yeah. So let me try and it got like, you know, people like to see it. So <laughs> so I gave you that film. I I struggled between this and Flashdance. I wasn't confident you would like Flashdance any better because that is set in the 80s and I I honestly it was it was between, you know, and I like it things differently than you, so it's it's it was difficult. It's a yeah, so horrible the, for me. I got nothing. The entire time lying.
0: I was watching the movie, I'm like, Kayla definitely likes the movie. <laughs> I can tell why Kayla likes the movie, <laughs> and it is not in alignment with what I yeah, like. Yeah, but
1: like if you if you didn't have if I had seen Save the Last Dance when you have struggled to give me a film, um,
0: you know, it was just such an obvious pick for me. I didn't even consider anything else. So I would have yeah. to really look into it. I think it would have yeah. been hard. I think it would
1: have been hard. Saturday
0: Night Fever, maybe. Let's. uh...
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh, I haven't seen that, so I don't think I have either. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it! I just know the walking scene. I'm gonna strut. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's get into the movie. Who's going first? Me or you? I'll
0: go first, Kayla. Okay. All right, so Billy Elliot is what Kayla gave me. As she already noted, it is on Stars, which, you know, it's one of the three movies that are on there, maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that you know <laughs> of. You know,
0: it, uh, it came out in 2000. It was directed by Stephen Daldry, and it, the writer was Lee Hall. It's an hour and fifty minutes. It is a British movie, which is another reason that Kayla probably really liked <laughs> yep. it. Its budget was $5 million. Like. <laughs> I could probably come up with a $5 million budget for a movie. <laughs> and it made $22 million U.S. one ten global, and that's because it came out in uh, the United Kingdom, so it had more of an international um, gross take-home there. It won three British Academy Film Awards, and Jamie Bell won the Best Actor in the uh, British Academy Film. And it was nominated for three Oscars, Best Director, Original Screenplay, and Actress in a Supporting Role. It got an 85 on Rotten Tomatoes, so... Pretty high up there, I'd say. And a couple of fun facts um, Elton John wrote a stage musical based on this movie. So that's pretty interesting. I personally think this is probably better as a musical than it is as, as a movie. I
1: could see that. Yeah, 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 I agree.
0: It's inspired by the royal ballet dancer Philip Marsden. It's not based on a true story, but it was inspired by him. He grew up in a family of coal miners, and they kind of used his story as a bit of a backdrop. Jamie Bell, who played the young 11-year-old Billy in the movie, was actually trained in ballet since the age of six, and it kind of hit home for him because he used to get bullied in school or made fun of for being a dancer. So I thought that was pretty nice. And as you already mentioned, it was originally titled Dancer, and then they switched to Dancer in the Dark before going over to Billy Elliott. They just... Couldn't figure out a name, I guess. <laughs>
1: um. So when the movie went out, I think at like a film festival, there was another movie called like Dance or da- some version of it. And so they didn't want like both films to come out the same festival with a similar name. So oh, I think that that's why sense, they changed then. it to Billy Elliot. Yeah.
0: All right. So a couple of the key cast here. We have Jamie Bell, who plays Billy, the star in the movie. He uh, also was the star in that TV show Turn, Washington Spies. It was like a TV series for a few years. Uh, He was the thing in Fantastic Four in 2015, Snowpiercer, a couple, you know, not super well-known, but once you see his face, you're like, oh, that guy, you know, he's one of those, those types, no other real major actors or actresses in this movie, which is why it had such a low budget. I would, I would venture to guess here, but if you are ready, Kayla, I can give you a quick review.
1: Oh, yes. I'm so ready for this.
0: Count us Um, down.
1: Okay. Also, um, put some respect on Julie Walters. Dame, Julie, Dame Walters. Julie Walters, yep. because she played Molly Weasley in Harry Potter, and "Not my daughter, you bitch" was the most significant line at the time the movie came out. Fair, so fair point. Ready three two, one. We open up in
0: 1984, England with a minor strike backdrop. 11 year old Billy goes to boxing class, but he isn't any good, but he loves to dance and scenes girls in ballet. He secretly takes ballet class because his father and brother would not approve. Weird dynamic with him and the teacher. Oh, and of course his mother is dead and he has to look out for his old forgetful grandmother at home. A whole bunch of corny montages pop up after a couple weeks of apparently dancing. He is good enough to audition for the Royal Ballet School. Seems very unlikely. Billy's friend is clearly into him and cross dresses in secret. I guess brother gets thrown in jail. Family finds out about ballet and forbids him to keep doing it. He misses an audition for the Royal Ballet School. Time Jump to Christmas. Dad finds him teaching ballet to his friend, has a moment of realization, and finally wants to support his kid after all this time. Pawns a whole bunch of stuff to afford the audition travel. Smacks. Billy smacks the shit out of a kid at the audition. He's not prepared at all for the audition. Interview questions, he just says he doesn't know. But nice little moment at the end when he finally explains how dancing makes him feel. He gets in, everybody is pumped. Woohoo! The strike ends. Family goes to see him a few years later when he is the lead in Swan Lake. The end.
1: 52 seconds. There we nice. Go. Perfect. Did it. Under
0: a minute, Caleb. <laughs> Nailed it. So this movie. <laughs> uh-huh. It took a really long time to get through. Like okay. I was watching it yesterday at like five PM and I'm like cooking and I'm like, all right, it'll be pretty quick. And that'll look I'm like, how is there forty five minutes left in this damn thing? So the key takeaway for me, it was well done. It had some nice thought provoking themes you know like toxic masculinity social pressure to conform to the people around you finding your passion and going after it unabashedly you know the father son dynamic after the mother's gone Loss. there's a, yeah there's a lot of these like sexuality very yeah. important themes that it hits pretty well but straight up the movie was no fun that's it. Like, it was it happy
1: no, or just, like, no fun to watch? It was Both. no
0: fun to watch. Okay. It was, there was nothing really fun to root for in the movie. Okay. I thought every time Billy was doing one of these ridiculous dancing montages, he looked ridiculous. I'm like, he doesn't look like he's a good dancer. He's just jumping off walls and spinning in circles. He looks like, like
1: 12, you know, like, he was going to go into a school to learn how to
0: dance. Yeah, but to get it, it's like a, a miniature Juilliard, right? You're supposed to be good to get in, I would think. I don't know. I just... I was a little uh, thrown off by okay. that. the The dead mom right off the bat, you realized was all oh, right. His mom died at 38. He's got a kind of old, forgetful, dementia-type grandmother who's like the only one who really kind of supports him there, which is nice. They don't really go back to that well too much, though. We don't. We got one really nice moment where he's reading a letter his mom left him. I cried. I'm
1: not gonna lie. That scene made me ball. That was him having memorized it Mm -hmm. because you know that he read that letter over and over. And then just the thoughtfulness of the mom, knowing she wasn't gonna be there and writing this letter to future. Oh my god, brutal.
0: So maybe I missed this, but did the mom commit suicide? Is that the insinuation there, or? cancer or like they didn't straight up say anything right no
1: they didn't i, yeah, th- I so, guess you kind of like fill in your own holes yeah
0: that's what I, I was thinking suicide but i was like this seems like almost too uh like calm and collected and i, I don't know so i, I wish they would have touched on that maybe a little bit more the father just one of the worst actors i've ever seen in my oh. entire life this was <laughs> just brutal to watch him on the screen and he had no screen presence. It was. It looked like he was just screaming or reading off a teleprompter. I just took nothing he said. It, it got me out of the movie. Every time he's in a scene, I was no longer kind of transformed into that location at that time. I was just like, "This guy's a terrible actor." I just could not get it what, out of my head. Well,
1: it's intri- okay, I'm, I'm intrigued by this. What because he played a character that like. Basically lost his wife and just is cold. He was cold to Billy. Like, they're in, you know, they're in the strike atmosphere. Like, he he wasn't affectionate. He wasn't, you know, like...
0: There was no nuance in his character, though. Like, even his facial expressions, I didn't get really anything from it. It was just him making, like, an angry face or screaming. That's all he did, but... Give me a little bit more nuance. Like, it doesn't need to be screaming all the time. It can kind of be a buildup of why he's so angry at his kid or or why he feels resentful that he's not caring for him the way that him and his wife would have. And, you know, him and the older brother, Tony, both work in the mines and they're on strike. That's the backdrop of the whole movie of we're in this town in England in 1984 and there's a just a really violent strike happening and they're kind of at the forefront of, like, leading the picket line against the scabs that are going back to work in the mines. So just right off the bat, you're in this kind of downtrodden area, which is kind of cool, especially when you get the juxtaposition, when they're in like a nicer place or when he goes to the audition that they're just like a fish out of water situation. I just could not stand the dad actor. I thought the son wasn't great either, but he was better than the dad. And I, yeah.
1: Oh, the older son, his brother. Okay. Yeah. The older okay. son I thought yeah. was okay.
0: He was a little more interesting. He did a little bit more like facial acting. Yeah. I just, it seemed to me like the dad was just a guy that got off, off the street and was like, Hey, do you want to act in this movie? And they're holding up cue cards, like say this loudly. And he's like, Oh, Billy. Oh no. Why are you doing that? Go yeah. box. And I'm like, all right, dude, get out of here.
1: Interesting. Nah, nah. Okay. I, yeah, Rewatch I it, definitely Kayla. interpreted that. I don't know if I can, <laughs> I, cause it is a downer, as you said, which is, you know, movies I enjoy. Um, interesting. See, I don't know if it's because I've like seen a British styling films because it was very like not major motion picture. Obviously, find the million dollar budget. Like, like it's kind of like that British stiff up our lip. Like, just don't let them see you. Like this stern kind of British father that's just like. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I, I feel more for Billy seeing those dad moments because even though he has a kind of turnaround where he realizes, like, oh, my son is passionate about dancing and because he's just always trying to stop him from doing it, um, even though that dance was also, like, hilarious. Like, yeah. this, like... I did like the stomping in front of his dad, like I'm right in your face, and I was like, "What if he just socks him across?" Like I'm like, like he did to
0: his older brother, (laughs) yeah.
1: Like I'm like, could you just back up, (laughs) like you know, and like his friend just like kind of traumatized in the corner, like I don't know, in a tutu, yeah, like scared. Like when is it my turn, you know, like rough, but I don't know. To me, that gave more of a sweet turn when he was basically going to compromise his entire principal and cross a picket line to get his son money.
0: Yeah. That was you know? a sweet turn. I just wish there was a better yeah, actor doing yeah. it to get me more into it. I hear that. And when he like sees Billy, it, it is kind of nice when he sees Billy basically teaching his friend, yeah. Michael ballet. Yeah. And it shows that he's just, he really cares about this because he's still not taking classes. He missed the audition, but he's taking the time to try to show his friend something he cares about. And the father sees him And you don't know if he's pissed or if he's happy, and he just leaves. And you're like, that was weird. And then you see him like trying to pawn things to be like, no, we need to get him into this audition. He could be a genius. Off of what you just said, he just stopped and did a couple twirls in front of you. Like, what are we talking about here? So I think the best part of the movie um, was the young girl, Debbie, who I think was the daughter of the dance instructor. She was pretty funny. And there were just weird scenes with her (laughs) and Billy, though. Like, just a couple scenes that I was like, oh, are they going to kind of continue this further on? And then they just don't. Like, he's over at their house hanging out. They have this weird pillow fight. They're talking about sex. Like, he is brushing her cheek, or she's brushing his cheek. And you're just like, what? And she's like, oh, yeah, my dad likes to sleep with people he works with. My mom (laughs) doesn't do any of that. She dances. And he's like, she dances instead of has sex? I'm like, what is happening right now?
1: You know what, though? It's like such a, like... You know, when you have that friend growing up that knows more things, like knows about sex or knows like things they maybe shouldn't at that age, and you're like the innocent kid, like, what? Like, what? You know? How um, about when
0: she looks at him at one point, she goes, and basically is like, I like you, Billy. She goes, uh, if you want, I'll show you my fanny.
1: <laughs> They're 12 year olds. I, I was like,
0: what? And he's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> and she's like, all right. And then she takes that like so harshly that. He calls to tell the instructor, hey, I don't think I'm going to make the audition because my brother's in jail. And little Debbie answers the phone and just hangs up and doesn't tell her mom because she's so scorned by the fact that he didn't want to see her fanny, <laughs> which I, is just absurd And, and
1: also, like, you know, you expect, like, that young age, like, they'll have, like, the first kiss or something, like, yep. sweet. But they were, like, in a horizontal position. I was like, what am I about to see? Like, yeah. these are young kids. I was like, concerned. <laughs> like, what did I, Kayla mean, give me? <laughs> I, I was like, uh-oh. Um, she's just, like, standing outside of the – I mean, yeah, just, like, funny – you're right. There are just some silly British humor things. Yeah. So.
0: And then there's the, this one little girl over by Billy's house that's always standing outside. <laughs> yeah. Who is she? We don't know her name. We never oh, figure yeah. out where she is. She's just supposed to be like some kid that's parents don't care about her and she's constantly on the street or yeah. just a added little side character that nobody knows anything about. But she's always there. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's pretty so, British. <laughs>
0: yeah, it, it was pretty British and I just, it was fine. Did any I scenes
1: guess. like stand out to you, I guess? Like...
0: Well, at the end, you had the dad running up the hill, like what Billy was doing yep. throughout the movie in these montages with his ridiculous dancing. That was super cheesy but cute when he gets there and, like, the strikes ended. Uh, that,
1: But sadly, right? Because they didn't win.
0: Yeah, they didn't the win. The
1: folded and they had to go back to work. I mean, yeah. I was like, damn, that's bleak. Because you, I mean, sometimes you don't want things to be buttoned up and sometimes you do because yeah. they were, like, They broke the mother's piano for firewood because I mean they're literally they're not making money they're starving you know like and it's a whole community starving, and so it's just like all that to just be stuck. But I guess I guess it's like a pointed you know about the industry and how that's how what happens again bleak. (laughs) That was the uh, film.
0: Yeah, the uh, piano fire for the firewood that was a tough moment because you also see Billy throughout the movie trying to play the piano because he loves music and he loves to dance and he's constantly. Um, listening to the records his brother has, and he gets pissed about it. So kind of the last straw, like his last real like standing memory of his mother is this piano that his dad is beating with a sledgehammer for firewood. And and you see the dad like sobbing at Christmas, basically like I can't believe I'm not able to provide for my family the way I want to. Again, better actor that would have hit hard <laughs> harder for me.
1: I yeah, yeah I think that the the. You know, Billy is just this kid that, like, is not understood by... his. Like, clearly his mom was someone that, you know, had the fondness for him and maybe cultivated some of his interests, like, and his father and brother are just not able to kind of have that for a good portion of the film. And, like, Billy is the one that is trying to bring up his mom and, like, plays a piano, his mom. Like, and his dad is so, like... You know, as a lot of people do with the loss, like, just, I don't want to talk about it. Yep. And then that's just how it is. Like, just don't talk about it. She's gone. That's it. I will say, like, she must have had some sort of illness because she wrote that letter knowing that she was going to, like, it wasn't something sudden.
0: That's what I was like. So it doesn't she must seem have had, like, like, like suicide. Yeah. So it, it must have like, been, like, yeah, I think cancer. she was sick and
1: knew she yeah. wouldn't have long and then gave that to him. Um, so an interesting themes. I mean. Yeah, it was it was a coming of age, so it had the like sweetness of Billy like finding something he's passionate about and, try- and his dance teacher, which I like they but at the they had a weird dynamic. She did treat him like an eighteen year old, and then it was weird, you know, like they're having all these private lessons alone. There's so many ways that could turn sinister. He
0: literally looks at her one time and says like Do you fancy me, Miss?" Yeah. I was like, "Thank you for asking," because I was like, "This seems super weird."
1: <laughs> yeah, she just is very sarcastic, like. I just liked her dynamic, and she rooted for she. She was trying to, Mm -hmm. you know, when his father just stomped off, she tried to go to bat for him, even though her life was kind of a wreck too. Yeah, I
0: think Billy was kind of the one thing that was tying her to her real passion, where she's just like, "Hey, maybe I can help this kid get out of this situation," and that was the thing that was kind of driving her. But then she isn't even there. At you the know. end for Swan Lake, and I looked into that a little bit because at the end he it's a few years, what five years down yeah. the line or something, he's in his late teens or early twenties. I'd never say twenties. Twenties, yeah. yeah. And then his family's there, and then his friend Michael is there, and with
1: his boyfriend, you with his, presume, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you see kind of Tony and the dad, like, wait, <laughs> that's the same Michael.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: So and then he comes out as the lead of Swan Lake, right? And it's it's a nice moment where you're like, it really paid off. He got there, he did the damn thing. Just where is Mrs. Wilkinson? And apparently there was a scheduling conflict and she couldn't be there for those scenes. I was like, they couldn't have planned around that to have her.
1: Yeah, even like their goodbye, like she was very kind of like, you did the thing. Like I got you to where you needed to go to go to school. It, but she's on to the next thing, and I—I I, I mean, there can't be a lot of Billy. Whether you think he's skilled or not, there can't be a lot of Billy Elliot's in her classes, clearly. No, way, because clearly. Like, until he came, she was just doing the same old shit with her group of girls.
0: Exactly. So, and know, she I, offered to pay for him and everything to go yeah, to the so Royal Ballet. About a little
1: more tenderness in that goodbye scene as he's like saying goodbye, and I thought the Michael like scene because ballet is, is especially in like the time period that was in was so tied to sexuality. like you're gay you do yeah. ballet and then he had this gay friend that he you know didn't treat differently or like you know yeah, the he when he's like dressed in like his mother's clothes like yeah. it just comes out and he wears lipstick and he's just kind of like a kid going like oh huh, that's interesting my friends into these things like okay and just continues on his day and
0: it's a really nice friendship you know, because yeah. he is so comfortable opening up to billy which a kid in that time period specifically in that location it's probably really scary to really come out oh, yeah, to people like sure. that and billy's just kind of like oh all right if that's what you like to do that's what you like yeah to even do. Like, like
1: the kiss he gives him on the cheek when his friend like you know, it was kind of testing his, his boundaries. Like, a, and clearly like there's time change, but even his father and brother, like when they see Michael, they're like, Oh my God. Like, you yeah. know, it's still probably the same reaction would have when he was a kid. Um, and so, yeah, I just thought that was like a little, I, I'm sure Michael got the hell out of there as soon as he could, <laughs> because I, again, I don't think it was good things in that small town, but um, little flavor things, you know, if not a good general you know, like the father yeah. not, not doing what you want him to do, so it was a fine film. Like,
0: I'm never gonna watch it again, though.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. And
0: it doesn't sound like you would really either,
1: <laughs> maybe with some time, maybe with some time, but not no, a l- couple years, yeah, a couple years. Okay, let's uh, let's get to mine now. Okay, so let's get to Save the Last Dance, which was directed by Thomas Carter, written by Dwayne Adler and Cheryl Edwards, came out in 2001. Notable star subjects, of course, Julia Stiles. You have Sean Patrick Thomas from one of our favorite films, Cruel Intentions as oh, well.
0: Oh, classic.
1: <laughs> Playing a kind of similar story bit. Um, you have Carrie Washington, who was a, a very much a delight surprise and I think a standout in this film.
0: My um, wife, as we started it, she goes, she saw like the... Actors. She goes, Carrie Washington? I was like, she's the freaking best friend. She's like the best character. She she, she is, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Definitely will argue that. And Bianca Lawson, who has truly played a teenager for 30 years. I mean, she played Kendra, a teenager, Uh-oh. Kendra and Buffy, in the 90s. She still plays teenage characters now. We joke that she's a vampire because she just... Consistently can play high school characters yeah. no matter her age, hilarious. Um, box office budget so at a budget of thirteen million made one hundred thirty one point seven million. Nice. Ron Tomato score fifty three. Ron Tomato said flop. Interesting, but there's so many movies that like didn't do well but did do well culturally, and I think this is one of those films. I
0: bet you the actors in this movie made so much on residuals for the amount of times this was shown on cable just over the years that they could have just lived off of that for their lives.
1: Um, The movie did not win a single award, but can I say the soundtrack was a massive success. I knew that going in, so it was funny to hear the songs and be like, yeah, I could see how that was a hit (laughs) then, but like some of them were so funny. Uh, It made it to several Billboard charts, peaked at number three on the Billboard Top 200, number two on the top R&B hip-hop albums, number six on top soundtracks. And it went Gold and Platinum in 2001 and won the Best American Music Award for Best Soundtrack in 2002.
0: Nice, nice. So the
1: soundtrack was a bob. Everyone was jamming to it, apparently. Not me, because I hadn't seen the movie, but everyone else was. Um, some interesting facts. Julia Stiles claims that her drunk dancing scene in 10 Things I Hate About You helped her win the role of Sarah.
0: Oh, because I or 10 Things I Hate About You came out, what, a year before, two years yep. before? And that,
1: that scene is what helped her get this film. She had no formal ballet or hip-hop training. Uh, I would argue that she didn't have it after either uh, <laughs> before she was cast, but she did do a month and a half of training for six hours a day, took classes on the weekends, and all of her dancing scenes are performed by her, I had no doubt, except for kind of the on-point toe, yeah. you know, tune-up. That was by a stunt double. Hmm. Um, the step scenes, <laughs> the hip-hop nightclub, was actually filmed in a gothic club called The Crowbar. Um, have you been to a goth club?
0: I don't believe so, Kayla.
1: <laughs> I have. You want to bring me to one? <laughs> I have. But um, I couldn't. <laughs> uh, no. Well, maybe with the doing... no, no. Um, that'd be amusing, though. Um, they basically gave it a makeover for the film, so it's pretty funny. Uh, the chair dance scene that Sarah and Derek rehearse is the same routine as the Backstreet Boys in their video for "As Long as You Love Me."
0: Oh wow! I did not even make any connection to that.
1: I could see why you wouldn't. Um, so Julius Styles was nineteen at the time of filming. Did you know Sean Patrick Thomas was thirty-one? He was
0: thirty-one. <laughs> this
1: thirty-one. What? Uh huh. And he took that role for uh, rent and student loan payments. So he's like, I gotta.
0: He's in his fifties now. <laughs>
1: really <laughs> wild, right?
0: Wow.
1: Uh, Snooky from Jersey Shore got her nickname because she was the first of her friends to make out with a guy. So they started calling her Snooky, like the Snooky character. in... Oh. The film so fun fact for you jersey shore fans all right i think i'm ready for my and race is gonna be hard because it was hard to write it down
0: i have three notes for this movie but i could probably recite the whole thing off the top of my oh, head oh my
1: god so, okay um i'm just counting down
0: three Two, Sarah Johnson
1: one. is a promising ballet dancer in Chicago auditioning for Julia, and she bombs our audition when her mom doesn't show up but what she actually died in a car accident so that sucks rushing to get there so Sarah takes all her guilt and quits and has to move to the south side with her estranged father a jazz musician which is not part of the plot at any point she goes to a majority black high school and becomes friends with Chanel a teenage single mother with issues with her BD Kenny Chanel invites Sarah to a dance club called The Seven, she's introduced to hip-hop she dances with Derek who's Chanel's brother and wants to become pediatrician at Georgetown teaches her to dance hip-hop and they fall in love and Sarah opens up but her mom and quitting ballet Nikki's there's ex girlfriend was always trying to sabotage the relationship Derek also keeps getting in their trouble because his best friend is in the gang and he goes in big favor chanel is jealous of the great relationship he gets into a fight with cereal makes her feel bad so she breaks up with derek derek finds out and avoids a scheduled drive-by it's scheduled to go see sarah <laughs> audition so they can make up they both get into schools they want and they dance at the club
0: wow kayla 45 seconds <laughs> that's uh that's the film great movie that's it great
1: movie <laughs> you've all seen the film just from my my spitballing there okay this movie so, the flashbacks were so early 2000s, they made me laugh. Like, oh, yeah. You know, when oh, they yeah. would go back to her time, like doing ballet and stuff. I love the showing of the metal detectors to show she's in the hood because that was our everyday. High yeah, that's what as we well. did in high
0: school. Yeah. <laughs> I, I made the same comment. I was like, oh, it's like we're in high school. Here. Yeah, she's
1: looking at the others, like, oh man, like, I'm not where I was. Um, lunch table anxiety, I totally felt that when she's just there with her tray. Like, where do I sit for 10 minutes? Like, totally get that um i also love the way that and i'll be jumping all over this film i love the way that derek and sarah like curse at each other because i find a lot of high school movies they don't you know obviously they're trying to get that yeah. pg mm-hmm. pg 13 but i love that she's just like you're such an asshole and like he calls her a bitch multiple like playfully
0: yeah
1: you know like i i was like that is true to high school like i called you an asshole all the time so do
0: uh, well, I'm a saint, Kayla, so <laughs> you you're, know, on, like, you're in the wrong.
1: Like, they did it so often that it wasn't like, oh, my God, they cuss all the time. But I felt like that was way more sincere to, like, two people having this playful re- relationship yeah. that dwells into something it more serious. It was a more
0: reali- realistic dialogue.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, I think Kerry Washington is a standout. 100%. The, my only quote with her is at the end is her lack of apology. Like, this apology she gives to Julia now at the end, which is just, like, you know if you need to learn more hip-hop moves, like, come see me. I'm like, you're not going to say sorry for the time that I basically pushed you to break up with Derek because I was mad that my baby daddy was an asshole?
0: Yeah, I was mad <laughs> my baby daddy was an asshole, and I put... You as the blame for why black men are dating white women in society. And you took one of our good ones. I was like,
1: what the hell? You went at her i like, no, nothing. I mean, you know, okay, cool. Um, this is an interesting film with the dynamic. I mean, it's definitely part of the times. I like to issue an interracial relationship. Like you still don't see that enough. In my opinion, it didn't really go into too much depth as I thought it might. Um, because I like the buildup to it as far as like, obviously she's one of, I think the only white girl I saw in this school. Well, they had, well, the, they had the other girl. They like had the, at the other table. friend.
0: And then I noticed, cause I was keeping an eye yeah. out. I noticed one other in one of the class scenes. Okay, that she's sitting okay. there quietly. So there, there's a couple white girls. So okay. That's
1: it. Okay. So like, you know, they definitely showed her as this like fish out of water type of deal. I also liked her just casualness of not, being this, like, scared white girl, too. I was thinking of the boy in Freedom Riders when he's like, oh, I'm scared every day in this classroom.
0: Um, yeah, she, like, stands up for herself pretty early on, which is nice. Yeah,
1: I feel like they had general general chemistry. Like, yeah. I felt the chemistry between the two. Um, it definitely ebbed into cheesiness, for sure. Like, especially the ending audition when he's just, like, staring in the wings. Like, like he's pantomiming the moves. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm, like, cringe. <laughs> <laughs> when Car- Carrie Washington's character gives Julia the shirt that turns her into a headscarf and, like, the big earrings to make her, like, fit in more in this club. Yeah. Hilarious. I was like, oh, my God. Like, rough. That was rough. Um, Her kind of sloppy box brain she gets towards the end of the film, rough. Um, Like, to fit in. Like... Some of it was a lot of cliches, a lot of cliches yeah. of like black culture that I was like, okay, this is definitely two thousands, like if it's the many films around this time. But like again, looking at it now, I'm looking at that like oof, rough, little rough.
0: I think like my big gripe with the film and rewatching it was the di- dialogue was so heavy handed, where slamming, yeah, there was there was no subtlety in the yeah. dialogue where it'd be like oh, well, and then here's my entire life story. Here's all my motivations. Here's what I'm worried about. And it's just like, this is just a casual conversation you're having where you outline everything in your life. This is not how real people talk. You know, it's just, it was used as a story mechanic just to give everybody background. You could have did it a little bit more subtly though. Yeah,
1: there's definitely some commentary on the character of Derek Mm -hmm. being like this more traditional, like he's, he's going to Georgetown, he's becoming a doctor. That's the person she falls in love with. Like... There's definitely some some conversations to be had there. Um, It started. It would like start to have some complexity that was interesting. Like even the Kerry Washington Sarah of it all was like a genuine conversation. It just I don't think the writing was able to have it in a way that like made sense. Like it was fine for Kerry Washington to bring that up. But like have that those moments touching on things like more, you know, it it didn't hit well. and I think that's just a product of the writing,
0: yeah, 100%. honestly,
1: um because I felt like that would have made the film stronger because, you know, Sarah has this like, how would I describe it? like she goes into things like but we love each other, right? It's like when she gets like the attacks or like people commenting on this relationship she has with Derek, you have like the jealous Nikki girlfriend, like she she looks at it kind of like, well, but we're in love, right? And it's like I, a product of her privilege for sure in the film is that it's just like, what do you, I don't know why anyone has a problem with this. Like we're, we're in love. Um, again, I think just the movie suffered from not being able to have that conversation. If you're having a movie like this, that is about this white girl who comes to a predominantly black high school learning about a culture that's not hers. Like, and I mean, essentially becoming this hip hop dancer, like you gotta be able to have the nuance of that. And I just don't think the film could carry that. And so it's hard. It's hard to even do a film if you can't. So there's, I definitely saw like throughout, I was like, Ooh, like I know what you're saying here. And like, like I said, the chemistry, the relationship is genuine. It's just, they added a lot of stuff to it that they couldn't hold up. Like having Derek have this relationship with his best friend who is in a gang and like, he still participates in stuff because he owes him because he, he took the fall for him and went to jail. So like he fills his debt, like even the drive by scene where they have all these like patches of gauze on them, like, uh, you know, and they get arrested. I'm yeah. like, Oh my goodness. That's all like, that shadowed the film a bit for me again because I didn't watch it the first time when it came out. That I just was like, I don't think the film knew how to handle the subject material. In which case, I'm like, I wish a better director or definitely better writers writing, could have it, could, could do it. Yeah. um, because I don't think it was necessarily well done in that storytelling element of it. outside of their relationship, their chemistry seems yeah. great.
0: Great. Now, I thought Julia Styles' performance was a little lackluster. I thought she could have <laughs> did more in the acting realm there, but she is young. It's yeah, one of her she, first few films. She
1: was a little flat, like she facially. Was. Like yeah. when her da- like the conversation with her dad, like it's hard to go like a father's not really in your life. Your mom who was so involved in your yeah. life, and like you're moving to a whole different side of Chicago. Like, you know, there could have been more there, you know, and then when she when Derek like got her to confess like about her relationship with Ballet and like why she quit and stuff and this guilt she's been carrying that she got her mom killed, it was like her crying or like her like her face wasn't really following the words she was saying. This was this devastating, like this whole body guilt she's been having, that she got her mom killed. Her face and her act body language was not conveying it for me. As it much. was
0: not and she again was just so heavy handed with it's my fault, she did this because of me instead of being like this. Like, I feel responsible. And his response, you just think of Goodwill hunting, right? Yeah. It's not, your, it's not fault. your fault, it's not your yeah, fault, yeah, <laughs>
1: for sure. For sure.
0: Now, do you think in high school, uh, you're gonna have two 17 year olds waking up at the crack ass of dawn to go practice <laughs> dancing in an abandoned warehouse? <laughs> unlikely,
1: <laughs> unlikely. He just had this furniture spot they could train it. Okay, now let's get to the theme which is dance movie right so let's get to the dancing we talked about the cultural significance of her coming from ballet to hip hop and becoming this hip-hop um, pro <laughs> to, according to this film <laughs> that got her into Juilliard also the guy judge in that film is hilarious um rough rough now I d- hadn't seen that final edition scene before. <laughs> oh my god Justin just did a move from it and I'm dying <laughs> uh, stop oh my god um, I had seen it trending like recently like in the past month or so like people had been recreating that dance oh really there, there's like dance TikTok dance Instagram has been like basically re- like dance movies you love and you thought at the time were like oh my god like what a dancer they're recreating it and it's so bad and I know that scene was part of it So I went into it like, oh, no, like this won't hold up. But let's see how she incorporates ballet and hip hop. Rough. (laughs) Rough. I was laughing. I was laughing pretty hardcore through that entire final audition, especially having Derek like, yeah, she's nailing it like the chair. And then watching the judge who at first like she she does her ballet routine, traditional He's like, okay. She starts to do the hip hop, but she doesn't see like Derek in the crowd, so she she and she messes up, gets in her head. She tries again, and he's like, oh, here we go. Like you could tell, he's like, mm, I'm not gonna pass her. Like you fucked up. And she starts doing this hip hop routine, and his face is like lighting up. Like all the judges are
0: like dancing. Yeah, they're like-
1: dancing. I mean, he's smiling, and at the end, he's like, I can't, you know, say for sure, but welcome to Juilliard. I was like. <laughs>
0: What? She just fell over <laughs> trying to like touch her toe like a minute before. I like, mean
1: the the chair, the chair of it all. Um, I mean, I if you haven't seen Save the Last Dance, I I highly recommend to, one you watch the movie, but two you just go on YouTube and watch that final edition scene because it was hilarious definitely now, didn't hold up
0: she's uh not gonna have people just in the audience when she's in school at Juilliard be a little bit more mentally tough here deal with it <laughs> I, all right
1: it's just you know honestly like outside of ballet which I mean I did do ballet as a child but presumably it doesn't change like I don't I don't know if they're creating new ballet moves like it's ballet right uh, oh, who knows? it's ancient, trend you know a lot of history of ballet but when you start doing contemporary like that's what doesn't age because it's of a time um, so you, you're always going to have that danger zone when you leave like something traditional that is the same, you know, plie, all, you know, all the moves, you know, versus like, let's and get it. she didn't hip know hop. how to grind.
0: Like, she's just oh, like, my. what do I, what do I do with my butt? He's like, just stick out your ass. Let's go. That
1: was really rough. Like them, <laughs> like <laughs> she's essentially learning. Cause she's not like until they have the turn of like. Revealing why she quit ballet she's just dancing to get better at it to be in the club like that also is hilarious is teaching her to dance to make her fit in better in the hip-hop club
0: yeah because the first time she's doing a little two-step and you everybody's or people are making fun of her but you can tell she's like watching everybody and looking at their movement and she's trying to like analyze in real time how do i look cool by dancing here and she's like is just, she kind of looks like Elaine from Seinfeld-esque, like with the weird <laughs> yes
1: Yeah, the movements. pointed elbows. Yeah. I was like, oh. uh, the, the finger snapping. Yeah, it's, you know, it, hilarious. Like, again, the concept is just, even just saying hip-hop club is just so <laughs> funny, you know, like hilarious.
0: And these are all 17, 18-year-olds yeah. that are getting VIP and getting drinks because they know the DJ once in a while? And that's it? Wait, no, the
1: de- who gives them IDs that don't look like the person whatsoever?
0: So and it's like how the club is-, is high school kids. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, wow, our our crowd looks really young. Um wild. So like I said, like the movie suffers from the time that it took place and to like the script writing not being able to hold up the big, honestly, like conversations that was trying to have about race and like culture and music. I mean, like a lot of stuff, especially Chicago, who's still, which is still pretty racially divided. So, I mean, like there are so many areas, but they, it's almost, I'm almost glad they didn't because I, just from the ways that they did try to talk about it or show like, you know, the Chanel Sarah conversation, like seeing how they did it, it's probably best. They didn't try to have that a ton in the film. Yeah. Um, But it's almost like, mm, maybe change some things then if you can't have that conversation well.
0: Or also, like, Chenille has the kid, and they bring that up a few times, but they don't really get into any real complexities of that either. Like, how is she functioning as a student and taking care for the kid? You well, get a couple gran- She's her mom, yeah,
1: basically, taking care. And, like, I also love that the grandma has no problem with her going out to a club till 1 a.m. She's like, I'll be back at 1 a.m., mom. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. She doesn't care. And then, like, are we supposed to presume Kenny at the end when he's just kind he's of, like... He's trying to
0: be more of a father, yeah. He
1: shows up at the playground, like, hey. Like, I'm like, okay. is that? Are they trying to, like, wrap a ball on that? Like, he... He 100%. suddenly had this like, yeah. So, so that's my thoughts of the film. Anything else you want to?
0: No, I think you pretty much nailed it. Uh, I have Julia Stiles not great dialogue, too heavy handed, and and is trying to be a sports movie but falls a little flat. So, <laughs> I think you hit all those. Yeah, <laughs>
1: Wait, would she have gotten in Juilliard if you were a judge on that table?
0: So I don't, it depends on who everybody else <laughs> yeah. is. I think you say yes because you're looking. I imagine you're looking for people who are thinking outside of the box yeah. and trying new things in order to kind of advance what they're doing in school. And it's such a unique thing that she did that they're kind of like, oh, okay. I-, I could see where she's going with it.
1: I'd have to rewatch the first step up, but I'd have to see, I like in my head that went a little better, like, yeah, you know, so I'd have to see, did it, was it actually about like the corporate, a ballet and like Channing Tatum's like break dancing or whatever that he was doing in step up. Um, and see, but yeah, that's that's my save the last dance thoughts. So shall we get to our review, VHS review of the film? Yeah, let's
0: do it, Kayla. What do you got?
1: Okay, so I was torn between two on this. I think I'm gonna give it three out of six VHS tapes. Okay. Yeah. I would have
0: said four, but you know whatever. Yeah. I'm going to give Billy Elliot. Yep. Two out of okay. six VHS tapes. Just eh.
1: Yeah. Okay, fair enough. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we have some newer movie reviews to get to, so let's do it.
0: All right. Do you want to pick a name out of the hat first, Kayla?
1: Yes. Yes, I do. Thank you for always that reminder every time we do this. It's actually your pick, so All right, let me yeah, I'm the gonna shake the here, hat a little bit.
0: Filibuster. <laughs> and then we're going to do a little bit of a quick review of Kayla saw uh, My Policeman and I Watched Black Adam. So let's see what we have for our next movie review. And obviously next month is December, so we'll probably do a little bit of a Christmas review as well. So our topic, Kayla gets to pick out a specific actor spotlight. There we go. That's a fun one, Kayla. I feel like
1: I already have one in mind, so that's interesting. Oh, yeah. Florence
0: Pugh, Kayla, really? Come on.
1: (laughs) Anyone that's directed Florence Pugh? Um, Yeah. Okay. Awesome. That's a good one for me. Sweet deal. All right. Let's get to our movie reviews.
0: All right, so I'll do a quick, uh, I guess, spoiler-free review of Black Adam here in case people still want to see it. Now, there's really not much to say. Uh, I don't really know anything about the story going into this. I didn't have any history with Black Adam. I went with my nephew. I was trying to see Black Panther Wakanda forever, but he really wanted to see Black Adam. And when we left, he loved it. He gave it five out of six VHS tapes. It was top of his list of all superhero movies. He really enjoyed it. I gave it two out of six VHS (laughs) tapes, just right off the bat, right there. I didn't know what was going on. It's a DC movie. It came out about a month ago, October 2021. Huge budget. Close to $200 million budget. Currently, it's grossed about $350 million. So it's doing what superhero movies does. It makes a little bit more than it spends. But- You know, it's kind of an anti-hero gray area with some potential, the character. The Rock was okay, but a lot of the other acting was brutal for me. Okay, yep. A couple funny side characters. It reminded me a little bit of X-Men Apocalypse a bit with the Black Adam apocalypse. Like this guy has come back after thousands of years and has all these powers. Apparently, it's a direct tie-off of Shazam, which I've never watched Shazam either, so that was all over my head. And just in general, the storyline was all over the place. It kept going back and forth, and then they were dragging out the first like hour and a half of the movie, and then they rushed through all the critical stuff in the last like 15 minutes. You're like, why the hell did they do that if they're going to just reverse it five minutes later? The, the pacing of the movie did not feel right. There were a couple cool like battle scenes, but a couple that just really fell flat. I just was not a fan of the movie, personally.
1: Okay, I think even your 2VHS tapes might be more than other people's from how, like, Black Adam's getting ripped apart Oh, and it online. was, like,
0: between one and two. If I could go one and a half, I probably would have. And I gave it two because I'm like, benefit of the doubt, I don't know anything about the yeah. story. Maybe I'm missing some yeah. Easter eggs or things that would have made it more interesting. Right. But Yeah.
1: DC really is on the struggle boss. I mean... Yeah. Then you got, what, the Flash that's coming out with the most problematic actor that just can't stop getting into legal trouble and just destroying towns like a monster. So I don't know. And, you know, I love Wonder Woman, the original. But the second one was terrible. Oh, it 100% was.
0: Like, I just don't understand when you're directing, writing these movies, you, oh, hey, there's this crazy, really powerful guy that we need to capture. So they're like, all right, let's just get, like, three or four other superheroes to try to stop it and two of them are rookies that have never done anything. And it's uh Cyclone, who I didn't know who she was as a character, and then Adam Smasher, who's played by uh your boy and two all the boys I've loved before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Oh really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. And he was he was kind of like a little comedic element that okay. I enjoyed. He's that kind was, of a
1: goofy look guy. Yeah. You he know? was
0: he was pretty goofy and when they had those little funny parts, I was like, all right, I chuckled a little yeah. bit, but the overall storyline, <laughs> not for me.
1: Okay, okay. <laughs> That's about what I thought. I think uh, Black Adam's probably be on my past list. Yeah. Um, let's go into My Policeman. So this movie came out end of October. I actually caught it in the last week. It was in theaters. You can catch it on Amazon Prime because it is an Amazon Prime film. So it's at a lot of festivals in theater for a limited time. Blah, blah, blah. Not a lot of people in my theater. I'll say that. Um, So if you haven't listened to our episode seventy three where we reviewed Don't Worry Darling, uh, go ahead and do that. But I decided to see My Policeman because it starred Harry Styles in a lead role, and I wanted to see if the complications of the that you know Don't Worry Darling being directed by his girlfriend, the drama of the show, if that was just like resulted into his performance. Like, can he act? Um, So I wanted to see, like, you know, is this going to give me, just reaffirm my opinion that he can't really, or is it going to go, okay, it was just, that was a bad film for him. Uh, And my opinion is that, no, he's not really that great of an actor, or that he, one, needs time to practice acting, or two, he needs to have films that suit him. Um, so this film in its premise was really, I think it's based off of a book was really interesting. It's about like a triad relationship in essence, which is like, um, set, I think in the early, like 1900s, 1940s, fifties, I don't know. Um, it's told in like long standing flashbacks. So it starts in the future with a woman who's bringing a man. He's like recovering from a stroke home, and her husband wants like nothing to do with the man. Like he's like, I don't know why you brought him here. Like he's sickly, can't really talk. Like he's asking to see the husband who like refuses. So, like there's some drama there. Um, and then it flashes to the history that all three of them have, which is essentially like. Um, Harry Styles plays this policeman named Tom who falls in love with this woman, Marion, and it shows like their relationship. He introduces her to his friend, Patrick, who he met, like he reported a crime. And so he's like a museum creator or whatever. And so they like form a friendship, all three of them. They go on like trips. They like fine dining. Like Patrick is like this talker. They're both like, both of them are like so intrigued by him. Um, and then later in the film, spoilers, you uncover that Tom and Patrick have had a affair essentially, the entire relationship. Solid. And so, in the end, I mean, it shows that complexity of her finding out later, her being kind of devastated by it. She, like, confides in one of her girlfriends who was suspicious of those two, like, their closeness, and them going on trips, like, separately, And then she finds out that her girlfriend is gay as well, and like kind of comments on, like, yeah, I totally knew that those two were hooking up. And also, like, you didn't know about me because she was kind of judging beyond, you know, you're sleeping with my husband, but also like, you know, the queerness of it all. And she's like, well, I can see that me revealing this about you has changed your opinion of me, even though I haven't changed. Yeah. I I appreciate in the film that it is a film that doesn't have. That no one was a bad guy, and yet everyone was, right? Because it's like, one, you feel bad for Tom and Patrick having to have this secret relationship. You feel bad for her because she is totally ignorant of the fact that they're having this relationship, and she's a part of it. Um, You feel bad that she does things, you know, to kind of foil it, and Patrick ends up going to jail because an anonymous tip reported him that he was gay. Um, and then they break off all contact. Tom, uh, Tom loses his job as a policeman. He, um, and has like, they just don't have any contact from that. And then, so she brought Patrick and then read his diary of their whole relationship. And she kind of, at the end of the film tells Tom, like, we're kind of in a loveless relationship. Like you love Patrick. You always have, Mm -hmm. I've held such guilt because I was the one that reported Patrick and put him in jail and, like, you two are meant to be together, and I need to go off and find my own journey. And, like, and then at the end, they kind of reconcile Tom and Patrick, older in age.
0: Yeah.
1: um, Yeah, like, the story was good. And and Emma Korn, who plays the Piz Marion, they had a really tough role of, like, playing a sympathetic character that was tough, that you felt bad for, but then also did bad things, like reporting Patrick, and, like, he's getting, like, beat up in jail. Like, that's terrible, too. So I, I like complexity. I don't I don't need everyone to be a great person, you know? I need every queer story to be, like, the same. So, like, I, I like the nuance of it. But he just, Harry Styles, lackluster. Yeah. It's really hard showing the emotional. What do you need to convey emotionally in this film? He's a massive pop star. It's hard to give him, like, a retriever boyfriend role because he is, I mean, he's, like, one of the top pop stars right now. But that's what he needs to be. He needs to be, like...
0: The kind of goofy,
1: like attractive-looking guy that like plays more towards his ability at this time. Not to say in ten years he couldn't be a top actor. Who's to say? But it's I'm tough. I'm gonna say
0: he's <laughs> not gonna be a top actor. <laughs> it's tough
1: giving years. him these lead roles, and I just don't think he's there. So I give it overall three out of
0: six VHS tapes, okay. and Hair Cells I think brought it down a bit. So, so that's my review. Solid enough. Let's get into our Swarley of the Week. All right, so our swarly of the week. I'm going to go first in case Kayla has the same thing. Ticketmaster. Yes, I have the same
1: exact thing. <laughs> Let's do it together.
0: <laughs> so uh, obviously we're Swifties. The last pod was <laughs> yes. about midnights, and I tried to do the pre-registration, all of that. I don't have same. a city, city card or Capital One or whatever the hell it was, and. Of course, we did not get the uh, get the code, be- but they did give it out to too many people. They gave it out to, mil- what is it, 1.4 million people? Oh, yeah. And there was just, basically, the entire demand went out the window yes. with just the pre-sales, which was only supposed to be like 25% of the total tickets they yes. sold.
1: Yes. Yep. It was supposed to be like, let's reduce the general pre-sale by giving a select group of people the chance to get tickets first. And... It bombed. bombed so much that they canceled the regular sale because all the tickets are gone. And they're joking that three people are going to be at each of her shows because those are only the human beings that actually got tickets. The rest are bots that are selling them for thousands.
0: Which is what T-Swift was trying to prevent by having this pre-registration thing sign up. And Ticketmaster, I don't know. It seems like they kind of went on their own with the amount of pre-sale codes they were giving out and everything. But I saw a TikTok video of somebody doing like a breakdown of the math. Of the amount of uh, like capacity at each of these stadiums, yes, and the amount of codes they gave out, like <laughs> assumed that each person would buy one ticket maximum. I'm like, what? Yeah. Nobody buys one ticket. They buy at least two.
1: Ticketmaster has been trash. I think Taylor, like the Swifties are out for blood. I mean, the Department of Justice is now looking into Ticketmaster. You know, they joined with One Nation, and there's a lot of feelings on Live Nation yeah. about it being this, like, ticket monopoly. And, you know, even Taylor Swift came out with a comment about how, like, basically, love my fans. They said that they could handle this. Obviously, they couldn't. Hopefully, we could be together. She didn't necessarily say, like... I'm going to do anything about it, but, you know, like, sucks that this happened. I appreciate you all wanting to come see my shows.
0: Well, what can she she do? Like, you've already planned this show that's probably gone months, if not years, into planning. And Ticketmaster flubbed it. What do you do now? She already added additional shows yeah. for the demand. So unless she starts doing kind of some, like, satellite ones, but it's such... It's over 50 shows, I believe, so... The
1: problem is, like, there's two... They couldn't handle the demand of it. I mean, and there's not many other options for big artists. Yeah. There, there's other options for lesser, but there's not a lot for handling it. And they can't do it. So, like, we do need other options. Ticketmaster cannot handle this volume. Their system sucks. People yeah. were in queue forever and didn't get tickets. People who got this general, the special code didn't get tickets, majority of them. Or it That's crashed wild. once
0: they were getting ready to purchase the tickets because you had to plug in that code at the end of the process yes. instead of the beginning. So that drove even more traffic there because people were able to get... in without using a code until they went to purchase them at the end and they were going for 50 to 500 bucks give or take and the resale markets they're going for 10 12 i saw twenty two thousand in some areas depending on the seats and the locations oh yeah it's it's, crazy
1: it's all trash i'm bummed just because this was if this was just a midnight tour, wouldn't be as bummed but because of it's an era's tour and she hasn't toured in so long and so i know folklore i know my albums on my heart will be sung I'm bummed that I'm not going to get, like, this envelope of, of, you know.
0: Disappointing. Yeah,
1: disappointing. So, Swifties, do what you must. Destroy the Monopoly. I I know you can do it. Destroy (laughs)
0: Ticketmaster. Swifties assemble. I saw something saying, what if Taylor Swift is so pissed at Ticketmaster? This is like the song Mastermind, where she masterminded (laughs) this to just take down Ticketmaster from the inside out and just i love
1: saying. and i love the beyonce fans who are just like yeah swifties take care of it so then we try to get beyonce fans we can, <laughs> beyonce tickets we could do it hilarious um awesome down with Ticketmaster. let's get to our friendship question of the week which you thought of
0: yeah so for this week with our movie theme being uh dance movies if you can be like an expert in any form of dance what would it be? You know, like ballet, hip-hop, salsa. What are you thinking, Kayla? The
1: hip-hop, so I can go to the club.
0: Yeah, the hip-hop. Um, the hip-hop. You go first. So for me, it's between a couple, between ballroom and the one I'm going to choose, swing. How, how fun would it be to be... Uh, Professional or like expert swing dancer because it's fun. You could do it with people at a random party. I almost party. said
1: something bad. I was like, "Yeah, you're a total swinger." <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> I didn't crack that. Um, you you like to incorporate some swing dancing? I, I try say. to. I'm I just realize. not that good at it. No, that's interesting. Swing. Yeah, you're you're old like that. You you want to you want to swing? Yeah, I would I love to it. say
0: it's just fun. If it's you so like, ain't
1: got that thing, do opto up I think yeah.
0: ballroom would probably be you'd be able to do that more, but. Yeah. It's less fun. You could just pull out some swing dance moves wherever you are as long as you're with right. somebody who you practiced with. So Yeah,
1: I agree. I agree. That's a good one. What about you? <laughs> so bad. Ballet? No, no. Been there done that. Um jazz. Tap dancing. <laughs> I know, this sounds so dumb, but I'm always impressed with like I love old movies, like with the Frank Astaire. Like, I just think it'd be so funny Astaire, to just like, right. Fred Astaire, oh my God, sorry, Franks. Sorry, the Frank Astaires of the world who didn't make it. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I just think it'd be so funny to just, like, hear some tune and just start tap dancing, like, really well. Like, you know, I'm talking about, like, da-da, da-da, da-da.
0: She's doing the hand doing, movements like, the and it, everything. You know, with but... arms
1: that you're just going and going and going. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I okay. think it's such a niche thing. It would be so funny.
0: That would be funny. <laughs> like, and would to out of nowhere. Not at all what I thought you would go with. So <laughs> yeah. I thought you'd go with, like, a salsa or a merengue. No, something.
1: I thought about though, tap yeah. dancing. Uh, yeah, I'm a weirdo. Solid, Cat. solid, yeah. Kayla. All right, I think that wraps it up for our dance movies, and we'll see you next week.
0: Well, that's it for this episode of Wrong Opinions Only. Please follow us on Instagram at Wrong Opinions Only and on Twitter at Wrong Opinions JK, where we'll be dropping some clues and hints to upcoming episodes. Until then, JK out.